1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are still 8 points clear Despite conceding a controversial goal Against Motherwell yesterday Rangers win 5-0 for the second consecutive game And could Leicester make a move For Brendan Rodgers I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray And Hugh Keevans We now interrupt the debate Concerning coin throwing Sectarian saying And a banner mocking a manager Who objected to religious abuse For a row over Ethics <laughs> Was there ever such a row over a throw-in gone wrong as the one started at Celtic Park yesterday? Was it unethical? Yes. Was it unlawful? No. Was it regrettable? Absolutely. From now on, referees must surely be instructed to tell players what they have to do when the ball's been put out of play for treatment to an injured opponent. At least that would bring some constructive business out of chaos. Another weekend Alex Some yep. big results Some big goals And a little touch of madness as well Just the way that we're used to Yeah absolutely It was a comfortable weekend For the old firm Gordon uh, Big point from all clubs St Mirren as well Away to Hearts uh, Livingston back to winning ways Partick Thistle crumbling Having got into a two goal lead So plenty to talk about 01419511025 Let's hear from you On the phones And on Twitter We are At Clyde SSB Brendan Rogers says His players showed their guts And quality In a 4-1 win against Motherwell The Celtic boss also had plenty of praise For 18 year old Ewan Henderson On his first start Saying he was outstanding It was a very good win After Obviously the game in midweek We knew it was going to be A really tough physical game for us I thought the players were Were very very good Scored two very good goals Good, good control of the game. Obviously, the controversy around the their goal was um, was obviously very disappointing. But I think then after that, the players showed their guts and determination and, and spirit, as well as the quality. Because sometimes something like that, which we don't see hardly at all now in the game and in the spirit of the game, we uh, we 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 refocused and uh, ended up scoring two top class goals after that. So, uh, but yeah, so it's a. Huge credit to the players for, for the victory. What did you think of Ewan Henderson's I thought he was outstanding. Rightly got man of the match. You see his quality in the game. You know, he's playing against a good team that are strong and are physical uh, and also who play very good football. But he was in there, he played 90 minutes, showed his poise, showed his control. He's got physical development to, to come, but you know, it was a joy to watch, really, just his touch and control of the game. His ball for the, for the goal was, was sensational. And uh, played with real maturity in the game So so delighted for him Lots of big talking points from Celtic Park yesterday The result, the 8 point lead at the top That controversial goal Motherwell scored The performance of young Henderson You tell us what you made of it 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now I'm being sarcastic over the throw in But it's just as well that Motherwell didn't get an equaliser thereafter uh, Because apparently Celtic did lose their way after the controversial goal But there was so much of a positive nature to be taken out of the game Edward, £9 million striker The talk before the game was of the need for him to get about his business Even score a scruffy goal or two He scored two very good goals The free kick was a thing of beauty Ewan Henderson, top class Not yet 19 years old Interesting to see if he plays at Tynecastle on Wednesday night And... The response that Celtic gave to Rangers scoring five goals at Hamilton earlier in the day. Big performance, big result for Celtic. That's the nature of it, Alex. We mentioned it in yesterday's show. It's not neck and neck. It's not one of those where you're 
Immediately You know Looking for the The outcome of the next game But it still has that feel about it Rangers swept Hamilton aside At yeah. lunchtime And Celtic Kind of had to respond In the afternoon Yeah and they've done it Ever so well Gordon And uh, I think he was right uh, My friend was at the, the Celtic match And he says Because of the manner of the goal It rocked Celtic for 20 minutes And uh, they did They, they, they recomposed themselves And they Comfortably uh, Winners Some of the goals were Top draw as well Really really good And uh Having seen Rangers in the day, it was a canter uh, at Hamilton, and uh, but that's what you have to do. You know, we're going to go on the onto games and all uh, come Wednesday, and uh, again, it's about trying to get the three points, keep the momentum going, and hope somewhere along the mm. line. That's what Rangers will be imagining to try and get Celtic to, to slip up at Tynecastle. Uh, now, Brendan Rodgers also says Motherwell went against the ethics of the game by scoring instead of giving Celtic the ball back. The Celtic boss says he never asked for their opponents to let them score afterwards. That should have been the job of Stephen Robinson. Difficult one for the referee because it's not the referee's job. You know, I think the right back, in fairness to him, I think he's tried to throw it back to, to Kieran just into the space for Kieran to run onto it. But the young striker's just taken it and, and then attacked the goal. And you've actually seen everyone had sort of stopped... So I think Motherwell had an opportunity then to, to do something in the spirit of the game, but uh, but choose not to, and and obviously went on and uh, actually were pressing then, you know, for the equaliser. So that's where again the the, the credit comes in for my players. So because they, uh, like I say, it was a real unjust in the game, and obviously disappointed with with the action but uh, so proud of the players how they did react and, and get the win in the end Did you ask Stephen if he maybe do that allow Celtic up and score or did you get the feeling they were going to do that? No, no, I, I didn't ask as, you know, that's, you know, Stephen's job as the leader to initiate that it looked like the goalkeeper ran over to ask what was going to happen but no, they, they were happy enough to to push on with that and give themselves a chance in the game so I think referees get criticised a lot up here but I think you have to shine the light into the players today at Motherwell because uh, like I say that was a real real disappointing uh, act on a, on a sporting field I'm disappointed for my players because we've kept clean sheets domestically very focused on our defending and that's a goal that goes against our work but more importantly that it, it, it's a goal that goes against the ethics of the game It is unethical but it's not unlawful And that's why we need something unequivocal The referees have to be instructed now That when the ball is put out of play by one team The other team should return the ball To the team who put it out of play in the first place With no doubt about what should happen The ball just goes to the opponent And then the game restarts All manner of doubt was caused by The nature of the throw-in over the head of Kieran Tierney And then James Scott who looks straight away to see what's happening And continues to play on So it was a mess Out of the mess Let's just have something constructive then Let's have a hard and fast rule About what takes place under those circumstances do you actually, Sorry, do you actually think there'll be anything done On the back of that, Hugh? Because you're well, actually talking about the rules of the game So are we talking about the FA? The yeah. Scottish FA changed that Or you know, UEFA or yeah, something I mean, like looking at it We in this country Specialise in rows that would be easily solved by a bit of clarification in the rule book. Ian's in Canvas Lang. What's your take on it, Ian? Hello, uh, hello, panel. Hello. You, I've, I've got to disagree with you. Um, do you. Can you recall when this was first came into being? When what first came into being? Returning the ball to the other team. When when did it come into being? It was, no. it was a World Cup I can't remember exactly which one But the fact was that It was the opposition that put the ball out for a throw-in Yes And then it was returned And it was so unusual it actually made the news However When your own team puts the ball out For one of your injured players this, I'm not saying for one minute That in this case 
but it can be abused. That can be abused by... And I'll give you an example very quickly. Uh, there's two minutes to go. You're winning one nothing. Your team is under extreme pressure. Yeah. And a manager could quite easily, and as I emphasise, not in this case, a manager could quite easily stay before the game. If that's the scenario, you, number six, you go down, feign injury, and number three, you kick it out, and the opposition will give us it, the ball back and waste some time. I yeah. think if, if the team who's injured player puts the ball out, I think they've forfeited possession. The sporting gesture is when you do it to help to enable assistance to your opponent. And that's why I say that we should have a hard and fast rule governing these matters. There are things in football that are standard practice. And within our game, it is accepted that when a team puts the ball out of the park so that someone can be treated... Custom in practice is that you throw the ball back to them and the game restarts. Now, there was an element of doubt put into everyone's mind yesterday because the ball is launched over the head of uh, Kieran Tierney and young James Scott carries on. And not only does he carry on, but a fellow Motherwell player carries on with him and puts in the rebound after Scott Brown, uh, Scott Bain has made a save. So that's why I say, let's have a hard and fast rule governing mm. these matters. It cannot be that difficult. It is not beyond man's ingenuity to say, when the ball is put out, and I do take your point, Ian, that the team has taken matters into their own hand because they've stopped the game and not the referee. However, it is standard custom and practice in football that when that happens, you give the ball back to your opponent. And that did not happen Clearly and unequivocally yesterday Brendan Rogers' suggestion Alex Is that Motherwell then Essentially should have let Celtic go up the park and score Do you agree with that? Yeah well I've, I've actually seen that happen several times in England Gordon where there has been a similar instance To yesterday when young James Scott's went on And they've got the, sco- the, the tap in at the back post So for me it would make sense In terms of To equal things up effectively Because for me It is unsporting behaviour and it would have made total sense for them to just go up and then and, and then effectively concede a goal. But at the same token, um, you know, <laughs> I've seen this several times over the years as well, where people with the best will in the world, halfway through a game, they're 1-0 down and will give the ball back to the opponent the latter stages ago. No, but we're chasing an equaliser or we're chasing a winner, depending mm. on the circumstances. So Hugh's right. If you actually clarify this and actually put a, a, yeah. a, a set rule in place, then it may eradicate all this because it is open to interpretation. You, I'm using Jim Duffy's response to that yesterday, Hugh Evans, if you remember, because Alex says, yeah, maybe they should have let um, Celtic go and score because it was unsporting. What about all the other umpteen examples of unsporting behaviour we see week in, week out? I I don't see anyone giving teams free goals because their player dived or because their player cheated or because their player broke the rule or claimed for something that wasn't theirs. Why is this one different? Everyone will seek to gain an unfair advantage. Players do it. Players of all teams do it. So that's why I say let's not have chaos. Let's have clarity about what should happen. And this stems from, and Ian the caller raised the point, this stems from a team taking matters into its own hands. The ball is put of play by the team. Not the referee the, the referee has not stopped the game Therefore the referee is in this position where Mother will launch the ball over Kieran Tierney's head But they have done nothing unlawful So Kevin Clancy can't stop the game The rules mm. don't permit him to stop the game at that point And that's why I say let there be clarity If the ball is put out by that team 
If it's accepted that you should give the ball back to that team, fine. If it is accepted that you should not give the ball back to that team, then perhaps teams will stop putting the ball out of play and wait for the referee to stop the game. Here's Stephen Robinson's take on it. I think, unfortunately, the the goal will deflect from a terrific performance. That's an annoying thing for me. Listen, nobody knew what to do when it happened. He's a young boy making his his first start in the game. Excellent prospect for us. And he's made a mistake. Listen, I don't know what you do after that. Do you restart it? I haven't got a clue. I don't know. I've never been in that circumstances before. The problem is that's going to deflect from... It's not often teams come here and dominate for 30 minutes. Was there a thought you might allow Celtic to just go up and score? Well, I don't know. Have you ever sat in the sideline when that's happened before? Because I don't know. You know, no, well, I don't make the rules. So I don't know. Have you spoken to James? What was going through his head at the time? Whether he just got caught up in it? Or? I think he just got caught up. But he's a young boy. You know, he, listen, he's living his dream. He's playing football. He's on flipping two hundred quid a week. Jesus, he's made a mistake. And as I say, Celtic didn't lose the league because of it. And they didn't lose the game because of it. So listen, he's made a mistake, and we'll forgive him for that. What did he say after the game? He didn't know what to say. You know, he's just obviously dumbfounded. He's he's taken a lot of stick for it. The bit that's annoying me most is that's going to deflect from a really good performance, and it, and it rattled a brilliant Celtic team. You know, our, our play rattled a brilliant Celtic team. Archie's in Shawlands. What's your take on Archie? It's just, <clears throat> yeah, it's just a run-round law in football. It's obviously the nonsense time began virtually. If something happens to an opponent and they get injured and they kick the ball out, it doesn't matter what the last caller says. Even if it is the same team that's get injured kicks the ball out, there's a player injured. So it's like gentleman of the conduct. 99% of players do it all over the world. And the mother man just talking rubbish. If he can stand there and say, I've never seen a team let another team score. What a load of nonsense. Of course it has. We've all seen that. I've seen it three times already in Sky and Russian football where they've let the, the other team score because that happened and other, other things like it as well. But, uh, so that's nonsense. And my, but the main point is I'd like to know if the panel agree with Patty Bonner what he said on Saturday night in Radio Scotland. If Celtic beat Hearts, the league's over. What do you think of that one? Well, let's, let's do those two points separately, Alex. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's go for the first one. Firstly, yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea if Stephen Robinson watches the Russian league or not. Um, I think where we are all in agreement is that you're absolutely raging if this happens to absolutely. your team. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. As is always the case, these things get blown up and then we start analysing them in great detail. You're raging if this happens to your team. No doubt absolutely. whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, listen, I agree with Stephen Robinson in terms of the boys because caught up in the whole the whole thing because if this is you know and he looks back and he's a bit confused and he's thought I'm going for goal and he's just get caught up in the whole emotion he's got obviously took a hell of a lot of stick for this and I'm not sure we'll ever see this for this boy again that's for sure uh, but I, I don't and I agree in terms of the game wasn't affected affecting Celtic on and done the business uh, so you know it's a, it's a sad it, it actually brings up a good point Gordon because we're actually discussing it and where we go for, forward so that this may well Put something in place going forward There's one sentence uttered by Stephen Robinson In the, the, the clip you played there Gordon Where he's asked Should you just have let Celtic go up the park and score And he says I don't know, I don't know the rules And this is a manager telling you That the, the this situation lacks clarity So let there be clarity if- but, but just just on that point look, I mean you have said that before Does it, does it really though Because if you take out this notion um, and I know some people won't believe it But the explanation is that, that James Scott just makes a mistake He gets caught up in it So is is, that, is there really any need for a, for a, a rule or, or any need for, yes, for I, clarity? I think, because let's be honest We could go for the next 10 years and we won't see it again Yeah but I think there is a need for clarity There's always a need for clarity If James Scott did that And Celtic Park erupts as it did What if Motherwell get the equaliser? 
And it changes the whole complexion Archie's second point is about the outcome of the league race What if Motherwell had got an equaliser yesterday Then this would have been a gigantic mm. story We need clarity When a team voluntarily puts the ball out of play What should happen then? Because they have brought play to a halt Not the referee What should happen then? We're a bit late for the travel But Archie's other point about what happens yeah. to the, the title If, if, if Celtic, Celtic win on Wednesday If Celtic win at Tynecastle Then of course it's another huge result for them but Rangers are at home to Dundee And with respect to Jim McIntyre and his players Rangers would have to start as overwhelming favourites So arithmetically you cannot say The league's over Celtic also have to play Rangers twice Before this season ends Therefore arithmetically You cannot say With double figures in games left to go That one win for Celtic at Tynecastle Ends the championship Yeah I totally agree uh, Listen the, the games are you know, if they continue to win Celtic, then obviously it becomes more and more of an issue. But uh, if they go and win there, they'll get more and more confidence. But I think when you look at Celtic's overall performances since the turn of the year, has been really impressive. So you know, and they will grow in confidence if they continue to win at places uh, like Tynecastle. At, at the end of the game at Tynecastle Wednesday night, if Celtic have won, if someone approaches Brendan Rodgers from the media and says, "Brendan, is that it? Is that it finished?" I guarantee you. I absolutely guarantee you. Brendan Rogers will look at you as if you're daft 01419511025 Thank you to Archie in Shawlands A 5-0 win for Rangers yesterday And we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been looking back on events at Celtic Park yesterday on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, John is on, he says it's a gentleman's agreement Motherwell should have given a goal straight back to Celtic Not doing it makes them very bad sportsmen On the other hand Stephen MacArthur says there is a clear rule Let the ref make the decision to stop the game if he thinks it's a serious injury Then it's a 50-50 drop ball Do away with the sporting gesture as it may be Abused 0141 Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard And look back on yesterday's other game He was delighted with the performance against Hamilton He says it was night and day Compared to the draw against St Johnston He believes they've been over-reliant On Morelos at times But he says five goals from five different scorers yesterday Shows there is quality elsewhere Yeah I thought we were excellent Certainly in the first four to five minutes Been speaking to the players quite a lot, a lot recently About turning up and being hungry Showing our intent from the beginning And um, I thought we came out of the blocks really well and controlled uh, all the first 45 minutes and certainly deserved a, a big lead at half-time. And it's difficult to 4-0. You know, some people mentally switch off a little bit and we become a little bit flat in the second half. So I wanted to bring the subs on to bring a little bit more energy and a bit more purpose about our play and that's what they did and we managed to get another goal later. Five goals for five different scorers, which must be pleasing for you as well. Yeah, it is pleasing because, you know, at times we've been probably over-reliant yeah, on Alfredo at times and we've definitely got the quality out there to create goals and score goals when, when he's not here and he's not available and that was a, a big positive today. The clean sheet as well, very pleased with. So yeah, good performance all round. I think if you compare the first 45 minutes to how we played over 90 minutes against St. Johnson, it's it's night and day It's completely different uh, Alex Ray you were there um, What did you make of it? Yeah I was impressed with Rangers Particularly in the first 45 minutes Gordon I thought the rotation And the movement Really killed uh, Hamilton uh, Young Kent I'm impressed with this guy The more and more I see him uh, He's a match winner he, he takes a ball For a travel up the pitch It allows people to uh, You know Go and support the, the striker as well And uh, I thought Arfield Coming in off the, the central to the left-hand side, Candace come inside, allowing your full-backs to get forward. 
And I just thought they controlled the midfield uh, But I don't want to be too critical Hamilton But some of their uh, decision making at times They didn't know They were at sixes and seven You had uh, Miller on the left hand side Getting dragged all over the place You had the right hand side coming in And I just thought that um, Brian Rice will look at that again And maybe he thought I should have went to a back four a lot earlier They looked a lot more solid in the second half All being Rangers Took their foot off the pedal um, But I think Hamilton were poor on the day And uh, Rangers were excellent I think Brian Rice has to get his survival head on You know it's all very well to talk Worthily uh, about taking games to, to Rangers or any other opponent Hamilton Aggies are deep in trouble And they've been down there all season long And Martin Canning get the sack over it So I think Brian Rice has to start thinking survival And take his head out of the clouds Hugh, Hugh it's actually about getting balance for, for Brian Because you're absolutely right what you say Because it, there's a balance The, the One of the, the labels which it says about Martin Canning was It wasn't attractive enough And the brand of football was not great But see if you open up Against certain teams mm. They'll destroy you So it's about getting that right Alex. George is a Rangers fan From Rutherglen What did you make of it yesterday George? Hi Alright lads Alright sure Alex How you doing? Hello. Good George um, it's, uh, I was really Really pleased with the performance You know obviously You know highlighted The fact that it was Hamilton uh, Better You know um, But You know these kind of games Have struggled uh, Rangers have struggled In the past um, One of the main things I actually uh, I picked up on uh, and this including obviously Morelos not being there I don't know if you noticed that Alec yeah. uh, I thought the Rangers bench was really really impressive um, in regards to what you're looking to see that's coming on it's about the strongest Rangers bench I've seen in a while um, and I think going forward that obviously that bears for, for good results um, I just feel as if even though it was a great result I feel the league's gone to be honest with you and it breaks my heart to say that I think Rangers have missed a trick here um, and it's the stupid wee results Against the likes of St Johnston and the last minute goals for Aberdeen and Motherwell, you know, we wouldn't have been that far away. I know it's all a bit maybe's, but going forward, um, I'm quite impressed with what he's actually doing at Rangers uh, in regards to strength. Uh, and I, I don't know if, it, if that's something you picked up on, Alex, you know, the, 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 how yeah. strong it was. Yeah, I said to Alison yesterday uh, that the bench was as strong as I've ever seen for a long, long time. When you look at the personnel, Davis, Lafferty, Koulibaly. Uh, young McCrory and uh, West Fotheringham Stephen Davis come on and had a little impact as well so uh, I think that's encouraging uh, uh, on your other point in terms of um, the, the the little results what you're actually explaining there uh, George is that it's consistency it's seeing it out I think Stephen Gerrard's on record is actually saying it's a mentality is to make sure that you continue to see out games win ugly it doesn't have to be the 5 nils that you've seen in the last couple of games. It's about just grinding out results and getting over that line and keeping a run going. And I think that's a frustrating thing for Steven Gerrard. But he's actually called him out and the response over the last couple of games has been impressive. The question mark through the week, Hugh Keevans, on the back of that game against St Johnston, it was quite simply, can Rangers score goals without Alfredo Morelos, yes. essentially? And I guess in, in one respect, that was, well, it was definitely answered yesterday. Yeah, um... <sighs> It's remarkable how things turn around very, very quickly in this game. You know, when Rangers drew with St Johnston and were fortunate not to lose to St Johnston, the, the fans were deeply upset. Since then, five goals against Kilmarnock, five goals against Hamilton. Today, the figure five features prominently as well. £5.2 million profit uh, announced by the club in their half-yearly uh, accounts. So in a short space of time It has looked very positive for Stephen Gerrard He will be looking forward to the game against Dundee at Ibrooks on Wednesday And as I said to the earlier caller Arithmetically 
the championship remains a, a, an open topic of discussion. Uh, George, what about Glenn Kamara? Stephen Gerrard referred to him as, as being a Rolls Royce of a midfielder yesterday. Would you go along with that? Quite a tidy player. I think they found a wee, a wee spiel there, you know. Um, really good. I actually didn't know much about the boy, obviously. Uh, being Rangers minded, I just kind of worked my own team. Um, but no, um, he's uh, he's um, he, he really does look good. I don't know if you remember, Alec. I was actually on the phone a couple of, uh, last week, and I was talking about the conversions from obviously corner kicks and the fact that they were hitting the first man and things like that. That's who you spoke to about it. Uh, but what a change in the Candace. You know, I believe he's had what, five or six assists in the last two games. He's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, one of the other things as well, George, that we touched upon. I think it was a caller last Monday was talking about hitting. Shots from distance And they obviously score A couple of goals It's And by actually shooting From distance You actually start Sucking out teams Because I think We can't allow him To shoot for distance So you start mixing it up A bit And then you're fainting To shoot Then you can pop With little threaded balls And it's just about Getting the opposition uh, Thinking about uh, You know When you're on, on the pitch But uh, I think uh, Coming uh, Into the game Against Dundee uh, and Wednesday they go in with plenty of confidence I would expect Alfredo Morelos to come back into the team uh, Defoe continues You know, He's still netting goals uh, Lafferty got off the mark again So it's positive times Well, Brian Rice says he was inspired by Rangers performance In the game yesterday The Aki's head coach admits their opponents were too good for them on the day And he's hoping his players can learn something from it I'm inspired I'm really inspired I went home last night uh, Sat and watched the game Mainly I was trying to look at my own team What did we do wrong What did we not do properly Then I was I was, I was watching Rangers I was watching their movement Their passes What everybody was doing And then I was like Wow I had a lot of great I love that I need to try and get a bit of that Into my club No We're not going to be like Rangers where, look, Don't kid me I'm not kidding you on there But we need to try and get a bit of a standard that they set and like I said I just watched it last night and went, that's fantastic I need to get my players believing that we can do a bit of that in a short period of time we take our team up to try and attack and on the day Rangers were too good for us at the end of the day they were too good for us they were exceptional now, we made it a lot easier for them than it should have been I accept that but the way they played and their movement and their, the way they kept the ball and passed the ball is a lesson we need to learn we need to learn that from them I quite like it when I hear something for the first time, Hugh Keevens, and I've never heard a manager inspired by the opponents in a 5-0 defeat. It's all very well, all very worthy, uh, but Brian Rice is selling idealism when he needs to sell realism. He's in trouble. They're at Petaudry on Wednesday. They need to go and park a bus or two. They need to get points. Uh, idealism and the pursuit of excellence is all very well But he doesn't have the players to do it for him That's why they're at Hamilton Ackies and not at Rangers So he needs to get the survival head on I think Yeah, Gordon, when you actually look at the statistics They can't keep a clean sheet here You know, the, the, the last 10 games, example, 22 goals conceded You think to yourself, that is far too much Build for the back mm. Make sure you're more kind of compact And then try and play football, mm. not the other way around uh, Paul's a Rangers fan on the line What did you take away from yesterday Paul? I thought it was a really good performance Hopefully we can kick on and maintain that To the end of the season Because that's all, that, all we can really do Now we've obviously dropped too many points Up to this stage of the season So we've only got ourselves to blame for that But if we can finish strong in the season Then you know, fingers crossed Did you think your team was capable of that Without Alfredo Morelos? I, I wouldn't have said 5-0 Certainly I wouldn't have backed that But um, when you've got players like Defoe and, and Lafferty And Candias out wide You're always going to cause teams problems it's, you know, No disrespect to Hamilton But I fully expected Rangers to win 
comfortably anyway But maybe not as much as five Yeah I mean Alex You can do both things at, at one time People accuse you of taking something away from Rangers You can acknowledge that Rangers yeah. were good Whilst acknowledging that Hamilton really really struggled But can Stephen Gerrard take anything from that going forward Whether it be yeah. the way that Ryan Kent was constantly coming in off the left Daniel Kandias was doing the same yeah. Much more than we usually see Is that something that we might witness a bit more going forward? Well the thing is Gordon I think one of the things as well They were also looking to go beyond You know you look at little Kent when he get the penalty That's one of the things that I feel as if Rangers need to do more of You know people come on the show and they talk about scoring for distance now I would like to see the wide guys actually go beyond the strikers as well, Gordon. Then you actually start getting them deeper, things open up, and then you get that rotation that you're actually looking for. And it worked very well against, uh, as we said, a poor Hamilton mm. team yesterday. But Stephen Gerrard will be continuously looking for movement within players. I think the midfield works. I think the boy Kamara, I, I spoke to his uh, when he first signed the pre-contract. I seen him in the summer here in Portugal. He was impressive. He could handle the ball. Um, I think there'll be tougher challenges ahead for him When he come up against some of the other teams Celtic, Aberdeen And you can maybe gauge it a little bit better mm. And it allows uh, Ryan Jack to go and probe a little bit more forward as well Paul, what was your other point tonight? It was just the first time Well, just a couple of times I've disagreed with you You were saying about It has to be written in the rules Just regarding You know, if a team puts the ball out You know, they must must return it back I think other callers have, have uh, already made the point as well But I certainly I don't agree with that Because I think Teams would use it to their advantage. You know, if they're maybe a goal up and trying to keep things tight, kicking the ball out, you're then basically taking decisions away from the referees. Now, I know you made a point earlier on, or yourself maybe made a point earlier on, you know, the referees are there to make decisions. But as soon as you incorporate a rule like that, you're taking the decisions away from the referees. A team can then just do as it pleases, kick the ball at the park and say, well, it's in the rule, they've got to give it back. They've then wasted time at the end of the game and it's, it's even more unsporting. But it isn't in the rules. In the rear occurrence. No, he's, he, Paul is saying that it, he's, repl- he's replying to your call for a rule to be put in. Paul's thinking that would be counterproductive, that's what it would been, make it worse. That's what I've been saying all night. Clarity is everything. At the moment, there is no clarity. But, it, but, but there sort of is though is, is it not just easier to to hope And rely on the fact that James Scott Doesn't make that mistake Because like I say When was the last time you saw it I haven't seen it in years Yes so yes yes Is however, it not a lot easier Just to, however, to hope that players Treat it properly In terms of clarity You cannot say There sort of is It has to be there It has to be clear Unequivocal What about the problems Paul identifies then If you make it an automatic rule that If you kick it out Because someone's down The other team must give you it back That as Paul says Would surely be open To manipulation well, To suit yourself Well Come up with a rule That is not open To manipulation If a side Kicks the ball out of play For treatment to their player Then The other side Is under no obligation Make that the rule All I'm saying is For heaven's sake Give us clarity At the moment There's chaos Clyde one. The cash Register With wholesale domestic bathrooms Service, style and value That'll get you talking Yes, week four of Cash Register has got off to an absolute flyer Alexander from Mary Hill is our latest winner Here's the moment he told his partner Nicola Just how much he'd won (laughs) Can I speak to Nicola? Hello? Hello Nicola Alexander's just won £21,112 (laughs) 
Hugh Keevans, you came into the studio today bragging because you found one pound in yeah. your shoe. I found a pound in my shoe, Alec. Would you believe that? I thought I'd, I thought I'd developed a limp. Well, does I it, took my shoe off as a pound coin. Does this put it into perspective? Because Alexander has won £21,000 into the you, bank Alexander. account. Uh, cash register returns across the Hits Network Scotland tomorrow. George will reveal another massive cash amount at 8am on Bowie at Breakfast. To enter, text YES to 61025. That is YES to 61025. Two pounds to play Plus your standard message rate You must be over 18 The full T's and C's And online entry are on our website You could be the next big winner On Clyde One's cash register With Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And I'm actually really glad, um, more so than usual, to have Alex Ray back in the studio with us after what a weekend he had <laughs> on the show, Alex. It was uh, it was one of your highlights, I'm not going to lie. Yes. For anyone who wants to remember it, or for anyone who missed it at the time, we always do the, the first half and the second half teaser on a Saturday. Hugh <laughs> takes great care, he sets up the question, we then leave it running for the next 45 minutes, and you try and come up with the answers mm. on Twitter. Problem being, Saturdays didn't quite go to plan. Alex Ray has got it right straight no, off the bat. That, that worries me. I'm not going to lie, no offence, that worries me because you two <laughs> never get them right straight away. So I'm. That was quick. I'm expecting quick. I'm expecting great things from you on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, if Alex Ray's got it already, you should be able to get I it. I had an absolute Barney Wayne right one day here. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you are an absolute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the producer's dead. <laughs> I cannot believe you just did that. What does it say, Hugh Evans? Never work with children, animals, and crackpots. Former English Championship players. Oh, it just told us too that he'd gone to the same school as Lulu, and that's why I said, I told you we should get Lulu in and get rid of him. I was excited about getting the question. I must have been the quickest out of anyone, surely. Yeah, and you just thought you would just show off and spoil the game for everyone. Great stuff. So you will learn your lesson and hopefully never do that again. Let's speak to Alistair, who's in, a Celtic fan from Bishop Briggs. Hi, Alistair. Hello there. Hi, Alistair. What's your take on the uh, game yesterday? Hi. My, uh, my take on the, the James Scott thing is that um, Celtic have players who have previously been involved in similar situations. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that Peter Van Hoydonk actually did exactly the same one time. Um, and also, uh, Paolo Di Canio did the opposite when he was at West Ham by actually stopping the game and f- by catching the ball in front of the goal. Yeah, the goalkeeper uh, got injured, didn't he? I believe I can't remember exactly yeah, what did. happened, but there was, there was something and he just felt, no, that's just not fair I'm not going to put the ball in the mm. back of the net which he had an open goal if I remember yep. uh, so from that point of view um, you know we've, we've had the same thing listening to a, what you were saying to make a rule um, it's got to be play to the whistle you know you play to the whistle if the referee doesn't stop the game then you, you can't expect anything else yeah, I'll buy that. You know, the, uh, the, the, as I say, Celtic took matters into their own hands yesterday by putting the ball out of play. The game has a standard practice, but not a rule when that occurs. And what happened yesterday has unearthed a grey area. And there shouldn't be grey areas in games that are 
Important to the outcome of the, the championship race so Or any of the relegation zone or whatever So therefore When a team voluntarily puts the ball out of the park We must know Whether It is within the integrity of the game To have that ball returned to them Or If they take matters into their own hands Then what happens thereafter is their lookout. I mean, Alistair says there was one with Pierre Van Hoydonk. I'll bow to his superior knowledge. I certainly can't remember it. I don't know if you can. I've got a vague recollection of it. I, I recall a game uh, midweek, Celtic Park, Celtic Wraith Rovers, uh, things tight in the league, uh, score tied, uh, and a throw in which the Wraith players felt should have been theirs, should have been returned to them. The ball should have been returned to them. It wasn't. Celtic put it in the mix. And scored a goal So that's why I say It does happen for you And against you Like all things in football Not very often to be fair Well you've you've read out a tweet from a man No you didn't read it out You read it out to me in a commercial break From a man who said Why didn't you mention the throw in That went against Rangers In the 1988 Scottish Cup final And yes <laughs> For the interests of accuracy It was a Rangers throw in The ball was Taken by Roy Aitken He threw it in for Celtic And it ended up with Joe Miller Scoring the only goal of the cup final Why this is my fault I have no idea Let us try if possible To stick to this weekend I think I think that's the, the best bet Thank you to Alistair Celtic fan from Bishop Briggs I'm going to quickly move on And try and squeeze in another one Before the news Craig is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld What about the game yesterday Craig? Uh, hi Dead how you doing? Um, Well I've got two Two quick points about the game yesterday. I think, first of all, when the actual uh, football itself, it was, you know, an outstanding performance for Rangers. Um, and for me, I, I was delighted to see five different goal scorers on the sheet. You know, when Morelos been out, there's there's been this criticism of Rangers that they're a one man team and that, you know, when Morelos is out, they can't score. Um, but, you know, thankfully, um, I'm aware it's against Hamilton, so I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, but. You know, we've shown at the weekend there that actually, you know, the, the players are capable of stepping up and scoring and, and, and getting results like that. So, you know, I want to see that happen more regularly um, with or without Morelos because it, it's clear that it can be done. Um, the second quick point I want to make as well is that I'm quite annoyed, I have to say, that somehow the big talking point of the weekend, the main story of the weekend, is a silly throw-in. Uh, at Celtic Park when you know for the second time in the space of a few days again you've got banners unfurled at, at, at Hamilton um, by Rangers fans and the, the sectarianism you know, abuse still happening and directed at Steve Clark by the Rangers fans for me as a Rangers fan I am ashamed that there are people in the club that support the club that are like that and the fact that Dave King has made such a strong statement and even Gerard and these people are still ignoring them. We need to get rid of them from the club and from Scottish football altogether. But I just I can't understand why when something so serious is going on in football right now, the main talking point is a throw in that meant nothing because Celtic won four one anyway. To be um, fair to be fair, Craig, to newspapers or radio stations or television channels, they are trying to cover everything and the 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 throw in could not be ignored because of the the potential ramifications And neither should the banner be ignored You're quite right uh, After Dave King's statement After Stephen Gerrard's comments On trying to, to rid the club of sectarianism Dave King saying the club abhorred sectarianism 
For me, the worrying thing was that a group of supporters, and let's introduce a note of perspective again, a group of supporters, uh, a small group behind the goal, but nevertheless a vocal group, they, to my way of thinking, said, we don't care what Dave King said. We don't care what Stephen Gerrard said. We don't think what Rangers think as a club is important. We'll do what we like when we like. That's the worrying thing for me. Uh, Craig, you as a... And do you know what, Craig? I'll give you a bit of an introduction to what this mad world can be like at times. I guarantee you, I'll get a tweet in a second which says, ah, Craig's not a Rangers fan. That That's that's what happens. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you clearly are. And, you, you know, you, you phone up... Uh, semi-often And talk about your team passionately So you you clearly do care And other fans will feel differently So how do you come to any sort of Consensus about this? Because you won't be alone either No Well it, You know I suppose that is a difficult thing About coming to a consensus about it You know But The fact is that, that You know The people who suggest I'm not a Rangers fan Because I make comments like this I think The same people That are a major part of the problem Because When people Seem to think That sectarianism either A, doesn't happen at the club or B, it shouldn't matter because it's only their club that you know are doing it but then when Celtic say do it then they'll jump on their high horse and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll have a go for me these are people who themselves need to look in the mirror and I would say I'm not sure how true they are as Rangers fans because I want to see you know, I want to be able to go to Rangers games and not see things like that see a good atmosphere you know, for years now since Rangers were in the administration and I have to say, they have had to put up, and we have had to put up with a lot of abuse, particularly obviously coming from Celtic fans. And um, I don't think that was highlighted enough either. To be fair, that you know there was teddy bears and things with Rangers shirts on that were, you know, hanging off of, uh, you know, homemade nooses and things like that, which I thought was just disgusting as well. And knowing that the hurt that these, you know, the Rangers fans have had to go through, the fact that anyone would try and defend that or be you know, shallow enough to say, oh, he's not a Rangers fan for calling this out. No, mm. a true Rangers fan would call it out because it's disgusting and we need to be rid of it from the club and from Scottish football. Um, I can't understand people who do that. And it is, as you say, you know, you can't get a consensus on it because of that. But there has to be consistency within the media as well. You know, it has to be because when the media choose the highlighting a throw-in from Motherwell is more important than an issue like that, that's when I think there's a problem. You know, we have to consistently say, whenever this happens, make this a story and say, no, this is not acceptable. It doesn't matter if you talk about it to your blue in the face, that's just the way it mm. has to be, in my opinion. Okay, well said. That was Craig Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. It's time for this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time A new week for the pundits Can you knock them off Their perch so early on In the new week 01419511025 That's the number you need You come on here You take on Hugh or Alex Show off your footballing knowledge And win yourself a sign ball It's as simple as that Give us a call right now 01419511025 You only have until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We have been discussing Both of the big games In this part of the world Yesterday uh, The throw-in At Celtic Park it's going to be, That's going to be One of the most famous Throw-ins in Scottish Football history Hugh Evans. Shygate 
Okay. I'll decide to I like call it, it Shygate. I don't mind that at all. Uh, I'm sure we will take more calls on that as the evening progresses. But I want to get your thoughts on the stories coming from down south that Leicester City could look to Brendan Rodgers to be their new manager. What would you make of it? Is that something you can see happening? Is it something you can never see happening? You tell us 01419511025. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Yes, beat the pundit time. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray ready to play. The good thing about this is even Alex Ray can't spoil it Like he did with the <laughs> teaser the other day He can't possibly spoil this one One of them's taking on Tony Who's a Celtic fan from my hometown of Mullerwell Hi Tony How you doing? Not too bad, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks You ever played before? I've played three times And oh. I've been beat three times <laughs> There's always hope We us do Hugh Keevans' eyes just lit up there Now if you get beat off a guy who's lost so many times Hugh Keevans yeah. There'll be questions I'm going to toss the coin Heads It's up against Hugh Tails It's Alex Ray uh, This is not the pound coin That Hugh Evans found in his shoe By the way No because I've locked it uh, away This is another one that I've got So heads it's Hugh Tails It's Alex And it is Tails Alex Ray Up against Tony From Motherwell So I'll give Alex a bit of clay too To keep him occupied And I'll get your questions up And running Tony 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? How many goals have Rangers scored in the last three games? Ten Which town in Fife to East Fife play in? Pass Who did Scott McDonald play for immediately before joining Celtic? Mullerwell Who did Hamilton face on Wednesday? Pass Former Livingston manager David Hopkins has left which English League One side? Plymouth Which current Scottish Championship team did Peter Houston manage between 2009 and 2013? Pass who did Craig Brewster make most of his appearances with? Okay, Rock, let me bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? I can, yes. Loud and clear? Yep, yep. Okay, Rock, same set of questions to you, yes? Yep. How many goals have Rangers scored in the last three games? Ten. Which town in Fife to East Fife play in? Methyl. Who did Scott McDonald play for immediately before joining Celtic? Uh, Motherwell. Who did Hamilton face on Wednesday? Hibs. Former Livingston manager David Hopkins has left which English Bradford. League One side? Which current championship team in Scotland did Peter Houston manage between 2009 Falkirk. and 2013? Who did Craig Brewster make most of his appearances with? Dundee United. Okay. Tony, you've heard the competition. Do you still fancy your chances? No, I think I'll be four defeats. <laughs> oh, oh, Tony's a pessimist. Let's go through them. How many goals have Rangers scored in the last three games? It is ten. Because they didn't score against St yeah, Johnson no, no. And then it was two fives um, So you both got that right Well done to you One all to kick us off Which town in Fife Do East Fife play in? Methyl, it yeah. is Methyl If you've never been Tony I'd recommend it What a place um, Alex, <laughs> Good Ray, <laughs> Alex Ray has been So it's 2-1 to Alex Who did Scott McDonald play for Immediately before joining Celtic? It was of course Motherwell So 3 to Alex And 2 to Tony Titled game so far Who did Hamilton face on Wednesday? It's Aberdeen so none of you got that right Still 3-2 to Alex It then became 4-2 Because Bradford City are looking for a new manager After David Hopkins left there And none of you got this next one right You'd be kicking yourself Peter Houston Between 2009 and 2013 Dundee United, Dundee United. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so no, None of you got that right Still 4-2 to Alex Ray um, And this, Hugh, was for me was the every day is a school day Who did uh -huh. Craig Brewster make most of his appearances with? Now, you, you're tempted to say Dundee United mm -hmm. But clearly that's not the answer Correct. Therefore, is it Wraith Rovers? 
It's for for. Oh. I didn't know that I did not know that But there you go It's four for Athletic Four to Alex Ray Two to Tony and Motherwell You're going to have to come back For a fifth time Tony <laughs> Yep Well done Alex yeah, well, No problem Well done Tony Good man That was Tony and Motherwell Your chance to play tomorrow night At the same time You get the chance to take on Gordon Deal Or Roger Minus one Hannah He's on a he's on a sugarly peg Hugh Keevans oh. If he keeps winning He's going down to minus two You might have to start that with me I know I'm on a right Yeah I don't think so I'll crack the jokes 01419511025 Is the number you need Twitter is At Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear a bit more Briefly albeit From Brendan Rogers. He was refused to be Drawn on any speculation Linking him with The Leicester Post um, The Celtic boss Says he's, he's used to the speculation By now um, But he wouldn't give too much away On the subject Yeah no I was asked before the game on it And my position hasn't changed Just after the game I think since I've been here, there's there's always been that, you know, in terms of, you know, I've, I've spoken to you a number of times on on things. So um, my focus today was the was for Celtic and the and the players. It was very important for us to get three points today and keep the momentum going. But uh, other than that, I've I've got nothing to say really. Claude Puel is no more. Mm. Hugh Evans. There's a few sides to this, of course. You have to examine Leicester's appetite to, to get Brendan Rodgers. Yep. And then if that happens. Brendan Rodgers' appetite to accept it First of all he's been established as the bookies' favourite That in itself means absolutely nothing uh, Rafa Benitez is in there Sean Dyche, the uh, Burnley manager And Belgium's coach uh, Roberto Martinez uh, So he's in fairly exalted company there uh, Does Brendan Rodgers want to be here To try and win 10 in a row for Celtic? The Celtic supporters believe With every fibre of their being That he does want to be here for that uh, Brendan Rodgers has signed a contract Which takes him up to that point The end of what would be 10 in a row if Celtic could manage it So What cannot be denied Is that Brendan Rodgers is a man of ambition At the same time And he came within a whisker Of winning the English Premier League title for Liverpool He would no doubt see himself Back in that league one day Is that time now? Or does he feel a moral obligation to stay with Celtic? I can't answer that question. Only Brendan Rodgers can answer the question. My belief is that the vast majority of the Celtic supporters would regard it as a catastrophe if Brendan left the club. But only one man knows Brendan Rodgers' true feelings, and that's Brendan Rodgers. How attractive a, a proposition would Leicester be Alex you know that you're you're yeah. saying goodbye to, to European football albeit they did win the Premier League let's not forget yeah. that but you know, you're saying goodbye to that side of things but you're back to the, the big league and all the rest of it I think everyone knows the, the main factors at play here yeah well clearly it'll be the transfer fees that he would be able to spend the, the talent that he would be able to bring in I think the restrictions at Celtic are obviously frustrating them you've seen that in the summer with some of the lack of activity at times uh, the European thing is obviously an issue in terms of where they can go in terms of challenging teams in and around about them. And but when you look at some of the the prospects, young James Madison, Ndidi, uh, you know Harry Maguire, it really depends on what they're actually selling as well. Here, you mm. know, if it, is he got a war chest? Are they going to compete for a top six? Uh, you know, if he sells a Harry Maguire for seventy million, does he get the money to reinvest that? So there's so mm. many factors to it. But you have to be offered it as well, Gordon. You know, but. It, I think someone like Brendan Rodgers would be an ideal fit for Leicester. But in saying that, you know, he might well be committed to the 10 in a row up here and, and, and beyond that as well. So it really depends on where Brendan Rodgers mm. are. But, you know, he has to be offered it, yeah. 
01419511025 That's the number you need to have your say on this And any other topic Let's speak to Chris who's a Celtic fan in Coast Scythe Is this, is this one of those rumours that worries you Chris Or one that you, you don't think will come to anything? Uh, evening panel, evening guys Hi, Hi Chris um, not, not, not at all, well, not really, not at all I suppose I think, you know if I, th- I think about it, and it kind of just occurred to me tonight, and I don't know if anybody's ever called in about this before, but if you look at Brendan Rogers, how he is as a person, yes, you know, he's wealthy, he's got his property portfolio, he's a Celtic fan, he's, he's currently, you know, a legend, he's at a point in the club where, you know, we're on this kind of path, and, and yeah, maybe there might be some tough things, and he does accept a lot of that when he comes here, but, you know, he talks about, if you look at his, read his book or what have you, he talks about, being a Celtic fan when he's younger and, and naming his first child after Anton Rogan and stuff like that. So I think there's always that. I think, though, having setting that aside, if we think of the flip side, albeit he's not fear-driven, what if he left and then we got a manager in that didn't work out and we never won 10 in a row? And, and football fans, as you guys all know clearly, are very fickle and they have long memories for things. And I think that Brendan Rodgers would be somebody who would say, perhaps I don't want to take that risk also, because I think Brendan Rodgers deeply wants to win 10 in a row, even for Celtic, if, if his path is elsewhere. And, and I think that would maybe be the, the hook that would also keep him in of, of the fear of what if, what if kind of, they never won 10 in a row and I was kind of never forgiven for that, it. And I just, I just wondered what you thought. Nah, that, that's not a consideration at all. In Brendan Rodgers' mind I don't believe Because football doesn't work that way Once the manager Has taken the decision To leave the club Then Whoever follows on How that manager does Is of no concern To the one who left the premises So that's just not a factor And the 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 fact that uh, Brendan was uh, And is a Celtic supporter Named his first son After Anton Rogan None of that's a factor either You don't think so? No Not at all It depends on how he sees his immediate future As I say I can't answer that question And neither Can well, we call her if all, if all things are equal though Hugh You know you're, you're just looking for that one That one thing that may sway you Surely an emotional attachment to the club Could do that I'm not saying it would be the only reason Because you're right Football doesn't work that way But you mm. know if you were if, if you were really in two minds And everything was equal Would well, an emotional attachment to a club Maybe be enough just to tip you over Well I always think of it in this way what happens if you don't win nine in a row and Celtic think, well, well get rid of him then? You know, it's a two-way street football. Uh, it does not necessarily follow that Celtic win nine in a row. With Brendan Rodgers, the supporters will feel there's a greater chance. If I were in Brendan Rodgers' shoes, I would look at Leicester and think, Claudio Ranieri performed a miracle, an absolute miracle, by winning the title in a season when the big hitters Collectively fell apart as well Since then Ranieri has been tumbled Craig Shakespeare took over He was binned as well And now they've binned Claude Puel The three managers in three years Is not a good look And although they do have Plenty of money Able to spend more money on James Madison Than he's worth Able to buy Benkovic for £11 million And not even keep him there Send him up the road to Celtic All of that He will not breach the top six He will not go in among Man City And Liverpool And Arsenal and the rest of them He he will not get Leicester to that level So I'm not sure that Leicester is a good move for him 
Even if he wants it And I don't know if he does Even if they offer it to him And we don't know if they will I just think On a purely personal basis If I were Brendan Rodgers I wouldn't be going to Leicester City Let's get Scott Baines take on it I think you've got a top manager There's always going to be Speculations when other When other jobs comes up But obviously we would love him to be here He's got a, a contract here And there's nothing much That we can do We just We would we'd love him to, to stay I think he's important to, to all the squad He fills us with confidence And he fills us with the belief Of how good we can be And, and the style of football that we play Is so attractive and enjoyable to play in And he's, he's very important for the club The Premiership's always an attraction to to, to players and managers alike but obviously it's, it's nothing to do with, with us as players we just come in and, and work away and hopefully he'll be here like we've got a group of players here that have shown how focused they are over the last two years and what they're capable of so we're all just coming in and we'll all just be as focused as normal and going to do the best for the club as always it's not really going to distract us from, from our job Kevin in the Gorbals what do you think? Dean the Hi Kevin Hi Kevin Hi um... No, I was just thinking back um, to Martin O'Neill. It was quite ironic. Uh, obviously, a lot of similarities to Brendan Rodgers. Both the Irish men, both great managers, both Celtic fans their entire lives. And um, Leicester, when they let Martin speak to, I think it was three or four English to Everton, Spurs, and I can't remember the other one or two, but they allowed him to speak to Celtic, thinking... Obviously, he's not going to leave England to go up to Scotland. You know what I mean? So it was like, I will let him talk to Celtic. And uh, obviously, they didn't realise the pull that Celtic has for a Celtic supporter. You know what I mean? Um, so, no, I don't think I don't think Brendan would leave um, because obviously he's made history. But I think he's, he would any Celtic supporter would like to to manage Celtic to ten in a row. Even nine in a row again, uh, and the, uh, apart from what Hugh Stevens says, I think he understands it as well. Being a fellow Celtic supporter, how much a pull that team has. Uh, just want to know your opinion on that, panel. Uh, you know, it's a lovely sentimental view of life that you're born a Celtic supporter and that, that you have achieved the pinnacle of your ambitions. By becoming the Celtic manager And nothing will ever take you away It's a lovely sentimental view It's not reality Something will come along One day And Brendan Rodgers will go But I repeat I don't know If Brendan sees 10 in a row uh, As the Holy Grail As much as the Celtic supporters see it He may do He may do I have to come back again and say only one person knows how Brendan Rodgers feels about this And that's Brendan Rodgers And again, my personal feel, feeling is If I were Brendan Rodgers I'd be looking for something better than Leicester City Yeah, I mean, well, various opinions on this coming in on Twitter Raffles says Leicester's a terrible job One which will not give him Champions League football He'll be mad to take it And he, he's not mad And again, this is you're having to second guess, Alex Because yeah, of that may well be right With the notion of Champions League football But it also may be the case that Brendan Rodgers is getting frustrated with feeling that he's hit a ceiling with Celtic in Europe as well so it would be interesting to get inside his head and, uh, and know exactly Listen we can speculate all day long what's, what Brendan Rodgers is going to do we can just put an argument across wh- whether what might actually tempt him now from the Leicester point of view it really depends on what they're offering Gordon because if they sell him a project 
in terms of and how they're going to find his and back him because it's interesting listening to Hugh there because he's saying he's not going to break into the top six. But as it currently stands and now because of maybe the European exploits, I'm not sure he's going to walk into a top six job anyway. So he may have to go somewhere to mm-hmm. then get back up to one of the top six teams. So it might even be a stepping stone for 18 months, get them flying, get them playing a brand mm-hmm. of football they may well attract a Tottenham or an Arsenal or something like that. But then, Alec, as you know, football has this other side to the coin. He takes it as the stopgap uh, with the intention of Kick getting on. into one of the top six. And then it doesn't work. Hmm. And then his reputation diminishes at Leicester. So it, it's a gamble. Hmm. However, for all I know, he may believe that 10 in a row is the, the goal he would like to achieve. The one thing, clarity, I've gone about the word clarity all night long. Brendan Rodgers could clarify this whole matter, mm-hmm. bring all discussion to an end by coming out tomorrow on the eve of Celtic's visit to Hearts and saying, ladies and gentlemen, I can categorically assure you I am not interested in Leicester City or leaving Celtic for any other club before the expiry date on my contract. He could clarify matters like that. Kevin is on Twitter He says Clearly Henrik Larson Stayed at Celtic For as long as he did Because of an emotional attachment Does Brendan Have similar admiration Thank you to Kevin And the Gorbals Keep the calls coming On 0141-951-1025 And we've got A good full time teaser Coming up You're going to have to Think about this one As always And you two Sometimes struggle It's not for me Struggle to to think Uh, Yeah (laughs) we'll, We'll find out How you get on With that question next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the evening when Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray tackle the full-time teaser. The questions are always sent in by you. That's the beauty of it. So full-time at Clyde1.com. That's where you need to direct them and we'll try and get the guys uh, to look at your question in coming shows. Tonight's been sent all the way from Vancouver, Hugh Keevens. But we have this thing called electronic mail now where we can do that quickly. Is that the same as that USB thing that... Plays your records Not really So no. I'll explain that to you At the next break um, This one's been sent in By Robert Park From Vancouver He's looking for The 12 Scotland internationals With 40 or more caps Who have played Outside Of Britain Outside the UK and Ireland Right So Read tw- that again Jordan We're looking for The 12 Scotland internationals With 40 or more caps Who have played for club sides Out with the UK and Ireland Joe Jordan Where did he play? Italy Spain <laughs> Italy Yeah I know we'll big Joe Yes Milan and Verona 52 caps So he qualifies on all fronts Joe Jordan You've got another 11 to go Easy Easy as that <laughs> Archie Gemmell If you know the team he played for Out with the UK and Ireland Yep I will walk out this studio right now and never return. I, I'm going to go for it's an American team here, but oh, now I'm getting worried. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. The Jacksonville T-men. You're stuck with me. Sorry, folks. Archie Gemmell, yes, that's two. Not even got any wrong yet. Um... Richard Goff. Where would he have played? I think he went to. Something Rapids or something Was that Colorado Rapids or something was it? Kansas City Wizards Just this next state 
There we go, Richard Goff as well You're absolutely flying Usually you've thrown various incorrect guesses But Archie Gemmell, Joe Jordan, Richard Goff All correct One more, I'll take one more guess I, 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 No I was going to go with The, the centre half used to be Hearts Came to Rangers Paul Richie Paul Ritchie No Don't think he fought a cast today yeah. Alright you've got a couple That'll keep us ticking along And you can join in At Clyde SSB The 12 Scotland internationals With 40 or more caps Who've played for club sides Out with the UK And Ireland 01419511025 In the meantime Grant's a Rangers fan In Cumbernauld What's on your mind tonight Grant? How we doing lads alright? Yeah all good thanks um, Basically I'll, I'll make a quick point um, I watched the Rangers game yesterday Now I <laughs> I think the players have maybe shot themselves in the foot because I don't believe there's any excuses for them anymore for poor performances on plastic parts. I thought the way Rangers went about their business yesterday was professional. Um, we could say what we want about plastic parts, but that's a couple of good performances since the Kamarnock game at the turn of the year. Um, you perform like that, then you're going to win games of football regardless of the surface. It's not to say that I agree with the surface, but I think I think definitely they're maybe on their way when it comes to whatever sort of surface they're playing on yeah it's a fair point Grant makes and to be fair to Hamilton they relayed theirs yep. in the summer Alex it's, it's yep. a new version it's a good version Gordon DL I thought he was in some sort of commission for it yesterday <laughs> he kept banging on about how good it was um, so so whether that, that translates to other pitches I don't know but Grant's right Rangers handled it very well yeah very much so they, they popped the ball about really well it was slick uh, what I will say though is they have to do better on AstroTurf whether that's a mindset or going about it roll up their sleeves um, you know, losing points at Livingston and uh, Kamarnock earlier on. Um, so for me, they need to do so much better. But yesterday was encouraging, and, and having listened to Jermaine Defoe a couple of days previous at the presser leading up to the game, he was like, "We have to go uh, and adapt to that surface. We there's no excuses, and that's the way you have to approach it. Because see if you start thinking, oh, this is one of the worst ones, you don't actually approach the game in the right mental state, and then ultimately you drop points. It's a peculiarly Scottish way of looking at things, I think. You know, they've shot themselves in the foot by I playing well. Granted his tongue in his cheek. Give him a break. <laughs> I mean, Rangers, have, Rangers, Rangers have lost to Aberdeen at uh, Ibrooks. They've uh, drawn with St Johnson at Ibrooks. You know, mm. bad things happen to them at Ibrooks as well as at synthetic surfaces. So, I, I don't yeah, but know. I think we're, we're Grant right though. If the next time it rolls around, the next time Rangers go to Hamilton, then let's keep it consistent. The next time Rangers go to Hamilton, you can't really say, "Oh, I'm worried about how Rangers will do in that no, pitch." No, 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 you know, but equally. There's no point in saying, well, they had better score five goals or else. You know, I mean, they had a very, very good day and uh, Hamilton had a poor day. And it's possible, as you said, Gordon, earlier on, to say both of those things. Mm. Rangers had a very, very good day and Hamilton had a poor day. Uh, So, I don't know. I think if your team scored 10 goals in two games... Uh, and you've got Dundee coming on Wednesday night with every possibility of a third five in a row, uh, then... Why Why say You know He's getting an early comment. He's getting an early With the predictions That's him written Jim McIntyre's men off Completely Yeah I think There's every possibility I think Rangers Right now uh, Have Just hit that little Seam of form uh, And Although callers tonight Have said I've given up on the title And We've shot ourselves In the foot in that regard So on and so forth um, arithmetically Rangers have to keep going And I think Dundee Are in for a long night Who stood out for you Yesterday Grant? Oh, Ryan Kent, uh, the, the, boy, the, the boy genius. Um, it was also, I suppose, first and foremost, it was good to see a spread of goals without any Alfredo Morelos. Um, he's obviously the, the main goal scorer, but what, what Ryan Kent gives you, his ability, his technical, his, his 
touch is brilliant. His vision, he's just he, all round. He's just he's a cracking wee player. And I would, I, I don't know. I'm thinking along the lines of this 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 cross border rule. I don't know if that applies to Ryan Kent or not. I remember Josh Windass that was activated with him a couple of years back under Matt Warburton um, to pay Liverpool uh, as like a fee regarding his development or whatever. Yeah, I think that's if they're out of contract, Alex, isn't it? The compensation, the cross-border thing. That's if, yep. if the, I believe, if the player is out of contract. What, what about that? Will, will Rangers behind the scenes? Are they or should they be now exploring the possibility at least of of getting Ryan Kent going Ab- forward? Absolutely, I think he's done enough to justify a, a transfer fee or a considerable one. Whether he's on the radar of other people now because of the the form that he's shown. But he's grown into it, Gordon. I think at the beginning he didn't, he wasn't having as much of an influence as he has now. He's grown and grown in stature, and uh, he's making a big impact. Um, I think he, you know, he has to learn more stuff as well. He, for me, he has to add more goals. Uh, for you know, when he cuts in into that right hand side, I'd like to see him have a pop. You know, that was one of the things we've been saying uh, over the piece as well. So, but in, in general terms, I've been really impressive for Rangers. Yeah, is is that is that the one thing that, that he needs to add in terms of just that that room for improvement? I think he's about a one in six man. If you like, you always like your goal yeah. ratios, don't you? I think he's about a one in six playing for a team like Rangers in that position. Would you expect that ratio to improve a bit? You're always looking to improve a player, Gordon. So I think Steven Gerrard would like him to add more goals. Uh, I think by actually tracking in a back post when it's on the right hand side, he may well get more goals and. Uh, and then running in behind as well, and then obviously have shots from distance. But in general terms, he's he's been a wee buzz bomb. He's been brilliant for the fans. He's exciting, uh, and and he is a match winner. That's for sure. Uh, Want to come back in on that, Grant? Absolutely. As I say, that Ryan Kane. I think. Oh, I think since since Rangers probably went down the division, he's probably been one of our best signings actually in a long, long time. I know he's appreciated as only a loan signing, but I do agree. That Rangers should be pulling out all the stops to get him to Ibrox because I feel as if if he does go back to Liverpool at the end of the season, Liverpool if they if they have any intention of getting him into or anywhere near the first team down there, they may very well want to send him to a, a, a maybe a stronger team and a, a stronger league. And we might never see him again. So I, I do believe Rangers should be um, doing what they can to try and secure something and hopefully maybe the Steven Gerrard effect will work again. Is there a, is there a uh... A weird situation here Alex Where Rangers hope that he does well For the next part of the season But not too well That someone else wants to come in And take him no, away No the thing is There'll be in discussions with Liverpool I'm not actually sure that Liverpool Are looking to sell him You know the, 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 He's got a longer contract down there as well But um, It's just a case for In Rangers point of view If they can't get a deal done Can they actually secure him for next year Gordon Because he has really lit up the league And uh, He's been a star player for Rangers How are you getting on with this teaser then? We're looking for 12 Scotland internationals 40 or more caps Who played for clubs out with the UK and Ireland So guys like Richard Goff He went over to America As did Archie Gemmell As did Well Joe Jordan went to Italy So Alan Roth Where did he go? America He did as well, yes Mo Johnson The Orlando Lions Mo Johnson, no I can only assume he doesn't have more than 40 caps what about David Weir? Did he go over to America? He's not one. Mm. Alan Hutton? No, no, no. No. Alan Hutton is not on the list, Hugh Keevens, but I think you're right, because he went to Spain, didn't he? Uh-huh. And he's got a whole load of caps. So I'm going to conduct my own stewards inquiry. Don't tell me Robert Park from Vancouver's got this wrong. And I've got something right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got 50 Scotland caps. There you go. 
And he played on loan for Mallorca Unless, unless to be fair, maybe Robert's going for permanent Permanent transfers oh, only. Good, good show, mind you. Eh? You see, you see, we're we're adding caveats now. Yeah. You see, I'm just trying to give Robert the benefit of the doubt before we hang the guy out to dry did, on air. Did, did we say Davy Weir? Did Davy not? He's play? not one. No. What about Stuart Kennedy? No. Hmm. I'm thinking about what about Dundee United two back in the day. Did any of the Davy Neri or they never left Dundee? Never went to the country. They there's there's a few obvious years. ones. So well, I say obvious, and they can't be that obvious, but. No Eric Black No Where did he go? France. France Right What other big European nations are there? Spain it, Italy Germany Rambo Marta McLeod Keep going You're nearly there Paul Lambert Yes ah, Rambo I can't believe we're getting that thing Won a Champions League Well played yeah, in a Champions League Yeah he won it didn't he? Did he? Well, yeah, he won it, yeah, yeah Of course he did Yeah yeah He's only seasoned Doubting myself there uh, Yep Paul Lambert Champions League for Borussia Dortmund So he's got 40 caps He counts John Collins Where did he go? Monaco Yes John Collins yes. So you're doing not too bad uh, We've got Richard Goff John Collins Archie Gemmell Paul Lambert Joe Jordan Alan Ruff We'll assume that Robert Who sent the question in Is looking for permanent transfers mm. And that's why Alan Hutton Is not on his list I hope that's why Eddie's a Celtic fan in line Hi Eddie Hi Alan What's on your mind tonight Eddie? Uh, so just about, uh, about Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. going to Leicester. I don't think he'll go to Leicester. Because uh, reading his book and all that, he's a really ambitious person. And he's, he's Celtic. He's always wanted one Celtic. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't think he'll go to Leicester because the reason why he's... Because he's a bit Liverpool. He's far superior than Leicester. Now look at the players who bred through Liverpool. Suarez. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 yeah, but he's he's now not at Liverpool, Eddie. I'm trying not to. I hope that doesn't sound disrespectful to to Celtic. He's he's done a, a great job, but his stock presumably wasn't as high, Hugh. That's why he, he gets sacked at Liverpool, and then then he became the Celtic manager. We're, we're all supposing this, that, and the other. My piece of supposition is that I believe, obviously. There will come a day when Brendan's had his time at Celtic and wants to go somewhere else. What we do not know is to what extent is the attraction of trying to win 10 in a row what keeps Brendan Rodgers at Celtic Park. As I say, sentimentality is lovely. And there have been many great Celtic players, Big Roy Aitken, for example, who... Devoted his life to Celtic But then there came a time When, when, when Roy went away uh, And it, it just happens that way But I cannot tell you Whether The pursuit of 10 in a row Is all that matters to Brendan Rodgers Because I don't know for sure That is the case Eddie If, if your suggestion is that You know If your suggestion is that Leicester isn't a It's not a big enough job From what what type of job in England could he attract? I mean, do you think he's? Do you think he could attract a top six job in England? Yes, I do. Yeah. Which one of those clubs do you think is, would be a good fit? Because you're looking at the size of them now: Liverpool, the, both Manchester clubs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Tottenham. You think he could get one Tottenham, of them? Yeah. Tottenham or Arsenal? Yeah. I think, think, but I, 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 I think I think he's got a challenge now that because uh, he's he's got a challenge because. Gerard's at Ibrox now, and I think he's maybe got something to prove. 
Brendan Rodgers has something to prove. Yes, now, well, it's a challenge that, mm. that he's, well, he's a great captain for Liverpool. I know, but I think it's the other way yeah, around. Right. It's the other way around. I think Eddie just meant sort of rising to the challenge. Yeah. Eddie thinks that Brendan Rodgers could get a top six job in the English Premier League, do you? Um, I, I think he would have to go to a club, prove himself again in the English Premiership, and then attract a top six club. I don't think he can go from Celtic to either of the Manchester clubs, to Liverpool, to Arsenal, to Chelsea. I, I, I just don't think that is possible. And that is no slight on what he has achieved here. Uh, what he has done at Celtic has been history-making because no one had won. Is it because of the way they look upon our game then? Yes. That would be a stumbling block. Uh, unless Brendan Rodgers went to another club uh, and performed Ste- great work stone, yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think it would have to be a stepping stone. You think it? he could attract a Spurs of that? Well, level at the moment Maybe Spurs But they have a manager That seems to be Kind of in with the bricks At the moment Haven't spent a penny In two transfer windows But uh, Arsenal had an opportunity To go and get him After Wenger uh, And chose not to Go down another avenue What has really changed In that time I'm not sure But for me If he went to a Leicester And then did well there I'm, I feel as if he could mm. Kick on again And get a bigger job On the teaser We're looking for 12 Scotland internationals With 40 or more caps Who played for clubs Outside the UK and Ireland You've got Richard Goff John Collins Joe Jordan Archie Gemmell Paul Lambert And Alan Ruff Let's see if you can get The rest of them after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation You deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Where Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray are tackling a question sent in by Robert Park from Vancouver. So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com if you want to send your answers, uh, your questions into us, I should say. We're looking for 12 Scotland internationals with 40 or more caps who've played for club sides out with the UK and Ireland. So guys like Richard Goff, John Collins, Alan Ruff, Archie Gemmell, Paul Lambert, Joe Jordan. What else you got? A headache. <laughs> um, Rab Douglas? No. The goalie? Andy Gorham? No I'm thinking about goalkeepers here There is a goalkeeper Three of them are Are very recent As in Caldwell Two of them Are still playing In our top flight And one's not long Hung up the boots You were right to think about a goalkeeper Yes And I said that two of them Were still playing In our top flight Oh, it's uh, McGregor that went to uh, Turkey, didn't he? Alan McGregor? Yes Yes My God 42 caps mm, I was going to use another name for him there <laughs> Yep, I'm glad you didn't either I'll just skim over that and move on Kenny Miller? Yes, yes. Now you're getting somewhere well He went to Vancouver Whitecaps Where the question's been sent from uh, And went to Bursa Sport as well Kenny Miller, so you've got one, two, three, four to get Mm. I've got faith in you Let's speak to Kenny From East Kilbride Hi Kenny Oh yeah How you doing Not too bad Kenny What's uh, your point tonight Just try to call that Permanent solution For Shygate <laughs> uh, Why don't we ask Managers To make a commitment One way or the other Beginning of the season My team will Not Put the ball out of play If an opponent's Lying injured But I realise That it can apply To one of my players and if we decide to put the play out, we don't expect the other team to give us the ball back and just put the onus on managers mm. as opposed to very, as you said, and everyone else, very grey areas. Do you know the trouble with, Kenny, do you know the trouble with 
the trouble with the trouble with gentlemen's agreements they're not written down and one Saturday somewhere during the season somebody will forget about the gentleman's agreement and there'll be an almighty row like yesterday at Celtic Park and that manager will say well show me where it's written down that I have to do that no but but, but Kenny's saying you don't you don't put the ball out in the first place remember Gordon DL Kenny, I don't know if you heard Gordon DL, Kenny, yesterday on, on the show. He actually said, and I, I didn't know managers did this, he said when he was a manager, he would meet the opposition manager before the game and they would agree. If our player is down injured and we kick it out, you don't get it back. He said he used to agree that, agree that pre-match. Do you know, for me, it's a simple matter here. When, back in the day, people passed the ball back to the goalkeeper, he could lift it up. Then, they said no. You can't pick it up. Yeah, IFAB said no. FIFA said no. This is we can't just decide to you know certain rules. You know the the, the full game has to change. And with all due respect, I can't see the the IFAB headquarters being too bothered about what happened between Celtic and Motherwell well, yesterday. Unless somebody takes a practical step to do something about this, then and I do take your point that it happens once in a blue moon. But there'll be more blue moons. <laughs> Kenny, what do you think? Well, I think that managers should make. Uh, Binding contract All signed off by lawyers But Stephen Gerrard said At the press conference says Yeah my policy is uh, If a player's down injured uh, Opponent We're not going to kick it out Except that I could work against this If it's one other player But there'd be a big furore If Rangers Whatever policy Or Brendan Rodgers Or Elgin City Whoever it may be Decided to go against their policy When they've been up front There's nothing Machiavellian about it It's said at the press conference press conference pre-season uh, I think they would think twice and all the players would know what it is and the fans would know what it is and there wouldn't be that sense of expectation that oh we know the Rangers will never take the ball out they're going to run up the park and try and score a goal so we've just got to get on with it or alternative Let me ask Alex Kenny if, did you ever play Alex in a, a team that, 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 that pre-decided these things or no, but I've actually played in, in games where you're actually chasing a result, Gordon, and whatever the etiquette was in terms of someone's down, you continue to play on and things. So it does vary from circumstance to circumstance. But I actually quite like the fact that what Gordon Dale said, just if you go in there and say to the manager, listen, we're happy to do this, we don't kick the ball out, and then you know what the rules are prior to that game. What if he changes his mind during the game? You can't say, "Oh, I agreed with him before but, but, the but game." See, but see, the thing is, you is well, still an improvement, though. If you're unless you're looking for perfection, which we're saying we might not be able to get. You know, sometimes it, we're saying with young James Scott yesterday that in the heat of the moment he get confused, yeah. and that's the thing. If he doesn't get confused, if he doesn't go and do that, we're not having this discussion, and we're not looking to change but, change anything. But Brendan Rodgers didn't believe him because Brendan Rodgers said, "If he's young, yes, he's young, but if he's old enough to play, hmm. then he knew what he was doing." So right away you have that conflict where Stephen Robinson says, look, he's a young guy, he just get confused in the moment and Brendan Rodgers is saying, I don't believe that. No, I know, but Kenny's suggestion is different from that. Kenny's suggestion is that Celtic don't put the ball out at all. First place, yeah. Or if they do, they already know that they're not getting it back. I just think that we're going round in circles here. Yes, we that, are. I, I would agree with that. That, that, uh, <laughs> you know, that we have at the moment... And I'm accepting your point that it happens once in a blue moon. At the moment, we have a situation where the home team puts the ball out because one of their players is injured. The away team put the ball back in in a way that is ambiguous. The the young kid in the team doesn't quite get it, it would appear. But the opposition manager said, yes, he mm. did get it. 
So that that leads to all manner of rows. I was kind of hoping that this would be the last night of Shygate, the one and only, because I don't think it needs to rumble on. Stephen Robinson does a press conference tomorrow, Hugh. You can bet he'll be asked about it. Mm. There'll be more headlines, and we'll have to do it all over again. But we'll see what we can do to get away from it. Thank you to Kenny in East Kilbride uh, on Twitter. Some reaction coming into the, the conversations about Brendan Rodgers. Uh, Gary Hughes says The clubs at the top in England Look for someone that can do something in Europe Rodgers has a poor record in Europe With Liverpool and Celtic That would go against him He won't go to a club in the top six um, But terrible idea Says Hi I'm a Rangers fan And I don't see why Brendan Rodgers Couldn't go to say Chelsea He's decent enough And I'd quite like him to go sooner Rather than later Because he's doing my nutting <laughs> Well As I, he's been I, honest. honest Yeah I mean he's won seven trophies in a row uh, This ten in a row thing Is Always in the background somewhere And uh, the Celtic supporters Or some Those who have called in tonight Believe implicitly That Brendan Rodgers Is Celtic through and through And wants to stay For that particular moment I would love To be standing In between Alec Ray And the Brendan Rodgers At the moment And saying to Brendan Rodgers Is that true? Because Until he answers Nobody knows uh, what else tickled your fancy from the weekend, Hugh Keevans? I'm thinking maybe even Partick Thistle for, for yeah. the local angle, a 2 0 lead. Real setback. Away. Real setback. Uh, and the, again, as I've said of uh, Brian Rice and Hamilton Ackies, Gary Caldwell at Partick Thistle has to realise that he's in trouble, they're in trouble, and it's the fight for survival. They had a, a purple patch uh, that came to an abrupt halt. When they took a two-goal lead against Ross County on Saturday And then lost four goals on the bounce So they are back in trouble And they have to fight their way out of it You two have got a bit of work to do yes. I didn't realise that was the time already on this teaser You're still looking for, is it three or four? Four, four. more um, of these answers What you got for me? Kevin Gallagher? No Right, the, the clue will give you two of them We are talk, If you're talking Scotland internationals These two are right up there I mean right up there King Kenny didn't go no, Friday, no. no. Uh, The other one If you're talking about Kenny Dalglish Who was he Goal scorers Come on Oh Dennis Law Dennis Law Yes And yes. played for Torino Didn't he Yes um, This one's got a very strong Rangers connection Was a very very good player as well hmm. You now see him in the television studios At the weekend Doing English Premier League games Soonest Yes Graham oh. Soonest where did he go, Hugh Keevans? He went to Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Uh-huh. So that means what have you got? Two to get? Yes. <laughs> Give us a clue. Former Celtic player went to America in 2015. It's not Caldwell, is it? And he's now a coach abroad. Mm. You mentioned Roberto Martinez earlier. Oh, Sean Maloney Sean Maloney Went to Chicago Fire in 2015 And the last one is the hardest of the lot He's got 50 Scotland caps, Hugh mm-hmm. Not only did he play abroad though He didn't ever play in Scotland Wow And we're talking 70s into 80s for his Scotland career 50 caps Played for the Fort Lauderdale Sun Played down south for Man City, West Brom He's a left back um, West Brom and Man City Willie Donaghy Nope no, it's, In the uh, 60s and 70s penalties. Used to take the penalties No I don't think I'm, I'm not sure It's before my time Ray I, I something can't, can't remember if he was a penalty taker Tommy Hutchison Nope 
Like I say, a couple of spells at Man City, West Brom, Everton, Bolton, Asa Hartford. Wow. Thank you, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. We are back tomorrow night from six o'clock, and Callum Gallagher's up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.